Netflix is opening retail stores. Chris, according to Chain Storage, the streaming giant plans to open physical stores dubbed Netflix House, with the first two locations expected to debut in the U.S. in 2025, followed thereafter by global expansion. The stores will sell merchandise based on some of Netflix's most popular shows and also offer curated in-store dining and live events. The restaurant will serve up items from the streaming platform's food-based reality shows with a wide range of options from fast casual to high-end dining. Chris, this is also the A&M puts you on the spot question this week. Um, I man, think I'm like three in a row. Eh? At I least three so. in a row. I like, think maybe so. More. They're after man, you. I've, they've They're been hitting you. me up. All right. Um, okay. Well, Chris, A&M says, the irony is not lost on us for Netflix to be opening physical retail stores, especially as Best Buy announces they are taking DVDs out of stores. However, what do you think Netflix's goal of these physical store experiences is, and do they need to be profit generators to be successful? Chris, here, this is where your movie knowledge comes into play and is very important for the podcast, not other random stuff that you mentioned that nobody- Not the 25 years of steeped inside of Gade from retail. No, no. but uh, but yes, my my, arca- my arcane movie knowledge. Yeah, and a great point by NM too, like the irony of this week is not lost in the Best Buy announcement coinciding with this announcement too. Um, to answer that question, I think, yes, uh, if you're going to do them, they should be a profitable venture. And that's, and honestly, I am crossing the Bridgerton on this one, Anne, like fully crossing the Bridgerton. Terrible. No, it was great, Ed, great. Um, and I, I I love the idea. I really do. I think, I, you know why I love it? Because, Anne, I just think it's a, it's a reskinning, uh, the tw- it's basically the 2023 version of Planet Hollywood, you know? What? And yeah, it is. I mean, that what's old is new again. It's a theme on our show. It's a 2023 version of it. And okay. people throughout the country will eat this crap up. And by that, I mean, literally, right? Like if there's Stranger Things there and there's a menu devoted to it, people will get all geeked up about that and they'll go. So, and the other thing I'd point out to you is Netflix has done what I would say is a better than average, a far better than average job of testing this concept out. So in 2021, this is all according to Chain Storage, according to 2021, they launched their own online store. So they're seeing how much demand they can get online from these products. In 2022, they, they announced they, or they, they opened over 2,400 uh, like hubs, Netflix hubs within Walmart stores. So they're getting a sense of what selling this product in stores could mean for them. And then they've had 40 pop-up experiences across 20 cities over the last few years. And then also in July, they opened up their first pop-up restaurant in the La Brea neighborhood of Los Angeles, an experience called Netflix Bites, which according to uh, Chain Storage was a temporary venue that offered fare from several well-known chefs from shows that I know you love, Anne, Mm -hmm. like Chef's Table and Iron Chef, Quest for an Iron Legend. What a great name. So it seems smart to me. It hits the market. I think that's out there given past concepts we've seen like Planet Hollywood, like Hard Rock Cafe. And it's been testing it smartly in iterations along the way. So, and my last thing I would say on this, give me some Demi Gorgon on a plate. And I, oh I want to try it. I want to see what that, that tastes like. I love this idea. I wonder what Demi Gorgon would taste like. I know it's kind of crazy. so huh? gross. Like I it just- It probably tastes like chicken, so, right? Ugh, God. <laughs> ugh, so disgusting. Um, okay. I, uh, I don't know that I would compare it to planet Hollywood. Cause that to me seems like doomed for failure. Um, really? Be- well, th- those have been around for like 20 years. I don't know if they're, they're still not around, around they, anymore. They were around for a long time. Hard rock's yeah, still around. Fair enough. But 
I think the first thing that you have to ask yourself, and I think A&M smartly asked this question is how scalable this idea is like pop-ups are one thing, but when you start talking about chains of, of these experiences all over the globe, I think that's a different, a different scenario. Also, you know, the programs and popularity changes by region so quickly. So it's a, it's a big effort. I mean, this, this to me arguably is as strong an effort as the Netflix program or like just the content arm of Netflix itself. Mm -hmm. Like this is really taking on an entirely new business model, but I think to your point, they've done some solid pressure testing. They've, and if they can, you know, figure out a way to make this scalable, I think it's brilliant. The model that I actually compared this to would be something more along the lines of like spirit Halloween. Like they mm -hmm. figured out how to go into these places, do short-term leases. And, and in one, you know, 60 day period, they're making $650 million in revenue. And I think that if you, if you look at that model and figuring out how to make that work across the country for short periods of time, because these shows are not, it's not something like a hard rock or a planet Hollywood where you can just set it and forget it. It's gotta be, it's gotta be content. That's changing. That's up to the moment based on the shows that are, you know, hitting the top priority and that stuff happens quickly. So I think the speed at which they're going to have to move to iterate on this has got to be quick and they have to have a solid foundation set as far as the strategy is concerned for how they're going to make this pop-up kind of experience scalable. Well, I disagree. I think I think the Halloween's the wrong analogy there because Halloween is uh, the Halloween spirit analogy because the Halloween is very temporal. It's all geared towards one thing. It's pop up by design. If you're going to get into food and memorabilia showcasing, I think I think I, the model of like the Planet Hollywood experience seems to be what they're going for here. I think there's elements to trying to pull off the pop up idea that are that make this tougher. And inside that standing evergreen experience you can also still change out the content as well towards the different shows and get the memorabilia from the different shows in there um and then change out the culinary experiences too but you know trying to get in the culinary side of pop-up is almost you know is very yeah, challenging for sure i mean and and not to say that they couldn't do that differently they're doing it now with pop-ups though so they i think they have to figure out how to how to figure out how to most quickly turn this over because I don't think it's going to it it's going to be successful if it just turns into a Planet Hollywood every single Netflix thing all over the store. I think it's going to have to be very thematic, like what we saw them do with the Stranger Things experience, where it's like you're going all in. It mm -hmm. turns into like a Barbie situation where it's like, yes, we're dressing up, we're getting ready to go yeah. to this place. Like I think it's gonna have to be more specific to theme for it to be successful than just like a Netflix restaurant. But yeah, I we'll no, I agree with that. I actually think what they're probably learning from the pop-up experience is that it's not enough time to liquidate the inventory that they're sure. putting into these buildings. And so therefore, yes, they have to have the experiences live for longer in these completely standing locations that exist for longer too. So I think, yeah. So um, yeah, it sounds like we're kind of gravitating towards a midpoint here. So net net, do you like this idea or not? Like I'm kind of- Sure, yeah. Like, I think there's I, I think okay. there's, there's a lot of possibility if they can figure out how to do this right. And I think that time is not on their side. Like the, with the frequency of popularity of shows, I think it's gonna be a lot harder to pull this off than um, like the the concepts, the, the chef's table and that kind of thing. Like that's one thing you could- yeah, there's restaurants that exist all over because they were on Top Chef or something. The the um, talent was on Top Chef before that, but that's not a Netflix branded thing. I think the content's going to have to change much more quickly than 
um, than any of those other concepts. Yeah, I don't know. Or you play, this is fascinating to me, or do you play up the nostalgia side, like, you know, like the hard rock does too. Like, do you play up the really banger shows, like the the Stranger Things? The I don't, I'm making these up now. I, yeah. the Stranger Things is the one that comes to mind the most easily, but, you know, the, the Bridgerton experience for those that want that, you know, high English society tea, you know, dining thing. Do you, do you lever into that more? That's kind of how my mind would think about this versus trying to change it out more often because you can keep those things going for you know however long they last and then decide if and when you want to change it out to another piece of content but 